are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You like that, Darian? How how fancy is that? That's that that moves the needle, does it not? Yeah, we are, uh, we've stepped up the uh, plate here. I see. That's awesome. We're not fooling around anymore here, Darian. Uh, folks, this is Darian Harris. You already know him. Former linebacker, current director of player player relations and program advancement for Michigan State football, and more importantly, friend of the Lock On Spartans program. This is what your third or fourth time hopping on the show here. Yeah, You're always gracious with your time. Yeah, yeah, man. And you still say yes whenever I ask you. That's that's crazy. Any thoughts on like ever saying no? By the way, just to, before we go any further in this interview. No, no, uh, no. That's the only time I say no. I guess. Um, wow, look at that. No, no, nope. No thought to say. Wow, no. we're cooking, cooking with gas here. Well, good, good, yeah. good to hear all this. Um, before we go any further, just want to thank everyone for making Locked On Spartans their first listen every single day. Okay, now that got that out of the way, Darian. We're going to talk about the spring game. I want to talk a little about your playing days, just all sorts of things MSU football related. But the news of the day uh, in East Lansing is Danton Cole is out after five years as head hockey coach. I'll let you get in front of the story here. Are you throwing your name in the head coaching ring for the men's <laughs> hockey position? Yes or no? Uh, no, sir. No, no. Um, okay. that, I, I do enjoy hockey, but um, I feel like you have to be able to at least stay upright, like on the ice, to sure. uh, be able to. Um, fulfill that spot but um no I mean I got, I got a chance to know coach coach Cole over the past few years and um just a great human being and um wish him the best in his in his next endeavor I know he's going to do well uh, wherever he lands next right on and also you know what before we even get to the spring game let's talk about something going on before the spring game too which is the Izzo 5k you know you could just go run your 3.1 miles what would you rather do? Would you rather race in a 5K or play 10 minutes of hockey um, if your life depended on it? Which one are you going to choose between the two of them? Because my, my vote would be neither because I'm going to die no matter what I do between the two of them. But wow. how about you? Yeah, uh, I know. I, I think it would probably be hockey. I think that would be more fun. Okay. Um, like I, I was kind of being facetious. I can stay upright. Like I'm not going to topple over. No, I'm not that, okay. good of a, that good of a skater, but I – know the basics um now you add sure. a stick and puck and and you know some pads and it gets a little physical out yeah. there um i cannot skate backwards so i can't do that uh cannot that's, do that's that. so that that gets a little tricky i know that's one of the main things but running a 5k i mean i've done 5ks before okay the distance running that's that's not really my thing i'm straight line you know zero to 40 yards yeah i'll do that all day long um Anything above that now we're getting a little little dicey. When's the last time you ran a forty? I'm I'm already straying way off topic right now. We haven't even gotten on topic <laughs> yeah, yet. So like I'm really sorry, but like when you guys are having your pro days, do you ever just get out there, lace the cleats on, and just see if uh, you still um, got it back uh, in the day or not? I'm forty not not since pro day. Um okay, I did all right. I did one workout with the guys last year just to show them I still got it. Um okay. I said I do one and that's it. You know, I'm not a player anymore. Um I don't sure. wanna straight back to that side, but I did. And, and that was a workout with some forties in it. So I did run one. I don't, I didn't time it. Um, okay. but, but in terms of time, yeah, it wouldn't be since pro day. Yeah. That's those days are behind me as well. Sure. 
I'm sure your 40 time is just on time. You know, you're, you're exactly. always at the place you have to be when you have to be there. Exactly. So yeah, you're, you, you still got there. And who are we kidding? Come on, man. So, all right, I guess I'll, I'll be a good um, podcast host and actually talk about the main topic of the week here from MSU football. And that is of course the spring game going on Saturday using the air quotes, because obviously there's some depth issue issues with some player groups, but Hey, it should still be a fun time. 2 PM Spartan stadium. Quite frankly, what can the fine folks of Spartan Nation expect? Should they go to the game or watch on Big Ten Network? Um, as you kind of put me in a tough spot, do I want them to come watch the game in person or want them to watch me on TV? No, definitely, definitely. There we go. go. <laughs> no, de- definitely come watch the game in Spartan Stadium. Uh, first and foremost, bring a book. We're doing a book drive partnering with uh, um, the, the city of Lansing. You know, we're going to service 10,000 kids in the city of Lansing. So, Please bring a book with you to Spartan Stadium for donation. But definitely come to the spring game. Um, should be uh, pretty pretty good weather. You know, the weather I know dictates, obviously, sure. um, you know, your presence at the game, especially in the spring. But it should be should be one, you know, one of the better days weather-wise in terms of the history of spring games uh, around here. So, so bring your family, friends, um, you know, make it a day in East Lansing. Uh, most definitely, definitely come in person to Spartan Stadium. And are we talking like children's books for this drive, or if I like staple together like box scores and newspaper clippings from the last fourteen years of MSU versus well, Michigan? Like, does that count as a book or no? Yeah, I mean, it depends. You know, okay. uh, Jack Ebling asked me the other day if the Perfect Ten, uh, the book he wrote on a twenty fifteen game, if that counts. I think it all counts. I mean, Gotta books are books. Yeah. Books are books. Um, everyone's at a different reading level, and everyone's got a different interests. You know, you could have an aspiring podcast host that's in fifth grade that may want to read some of these to be inspired to uh, eventually, you know, uh, venture out on that career path. So you never know who you might inspire based on the book you donate. What a, what a career path to choose for a fifth grader. Whew, that cut from a different cloth. But hey, you know what? I respect that. So um, what are you doing on Saturday, by the way? I know you're on Big Ten Network. You'll be working the sidelines. Are you yep. getting a lace up the cleats and play some offensive line at all too or like what's uh, going to be your role as you're marching up and down the sidelines at Spartan Stadium yeah just kind of uh just keeping everybody in the know of what's going on you know it'll look a little different yeah. similar to last year so we did it last year but you know it obviously will look different than the game with the uh the practice format so going from drill to drill kind of giving some some overview of what's happening uh will be some there'll be some special guests down on the sideline uh to interview during during the game um, definitely can't dive into exactly who, but I, I can guarantee okay. that they are special. Um, last year, you know, was able to do Coach D and Coach Izzo at the same time. Um, so who knows? That might happen again. Um, you know, there may be a, a Super Bowl champ or two that may roll through, uh, and, and it'll just be a really good time. You know, it's it's a lot of fun um, working with Big Ten Network and that crew, and they always do a great job with the broadcast of the game. So definitely for anybody that, that can't make it, uh, in person, please. Yeah, turn on the broadcast. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun on Saturday. And there is going to be some live periods, you know, some scrimmage settings, gotcha. uh, you know, sc- scrimmage setting live periods. So you're going to see some some really good football. You're going to see how we um, drill our guys, how we work on the technique and fundamentals, which is the foundation of our program. Um, I almost think it's a it's a benefit to being able to watch a practice. You'll see how Coach Tucker runs his practice, um, yeah. which is uh, it's a it's a sight in and of itself. I was going to say, is it going to be any different than how it's done behind closed doors? Or is it really pretty much what you're going to see on Saturday is what you see on, well, any given day in the week? Yeah, like it, how much be different about, it be? 
it, it'll be pretty much what you see uh, during our, our weeks of practice, you know, with a, a mesh of what you see on a scrimmage day and a practice mm-hmm. day kind of combined together in that, that two-hour time slot. So, yeah, I, I don't foresee us really changing up much uh, to make it different than, than what our players are used to because you don't want to, you know, change the status quo too much and um, then sure. throw, throw the guys off. So um, it, it'll definitely, I think, look a lot like we we have on a, on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, on a Saturday during spring ball. Gotcha. Right on. Well, I want to get more into the spring game. Obviously, it's going to be a big week for recruiting. And also, you know, pick your brain about your playing days because it wasn't that long ago. But first, it's got to send you to the sidelines really quick, Darian, and talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right. Uh, Darian's not on the screen right now, but I'm sure he's not in his head because who doesn't like a protein bar wrapped in 100% real chocolate? One that's soft, one that's chewy, and one that just tastes like what's on the actual wrapper. Like when you bite into this protein bar... Sawdust isn't just falling on your shoes and you're just trying to convince yourself that you're eating like chocolate chip, colossal crunch, mega boost or whatever. I don't know. Built Bar, they shoot you straight. Great flavors. Great stats as far as the calories go. Most Built Bars, just 130 calories, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And better than that, that's right. They got a promo code for you fine folks at home. Go to Built.com, smash in promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off your first order one more time that's built.com promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off of the best built bars best protein bars in the world called built bars nailed the end of that read let's go darian i kind of faltered there at the end of that ad read so uh that's a c minus performance um but i know that we got an a plus weekend coming up in the recruiting department. Now, of course, you can't name drop every single kid that's coming in. And if you were to name drop every kid coming in, you would take up the next 20 minutes of airtime because what a list coming in. But from a broader perspective, this is the biggest recruiting event for MSU football since blank. When was the last time it was this big for MSU? Woo. Um, I know. Since, uh, since ever. Since okay, ever. figured. Yeah, yeah. it's the beginning of time. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so yeah. what can recruits like expect to do? I know, uh, you know, it might be a little different depending on the kid, but is there like a set schedule kind of somewhat for all these high profile recruits? Yeah, we always have a have a schedule that's pretty tailored to, um, you know, whether you've been here before, whether you haven't, um, gotcha. whether you're familiar with the program, your familiarity uh, with the coaching staff, those types of things. Um, but other than that, you know, East Lansing, Michigan State, the atmosphere, the fan base, our current players, our former players, uh, as, our, as well as our coaching staff, we, we don't have to um, create histrionics and in, in anything other than just being genuine with who we are, what our culture is, and what our program stands for. And you just have to get here and, and see it to believe it. Uh, and, and that's what we are, um, you know, recruiting off of. Uh, that's what we believe in uh, because we know that the culture that Coach Tucker has set um, and it just permeates throughout this building. Uh, it's now – Gone through the former players uh, and through, and of course to the future players as well. Um, those that are coming in in this in this class this year, you know, everybody knows the expectation, and uh, everybody knows again what this program stands for. And when you when you come to East Lansing, you can see it and you can feel it, and that's yeah. what we are uh, recruiting off of, and that's what we know to be true. Um, and we're seeing a lot of success with that. Are you, I mean, this is probably like an easy question to answer. I'm going to set you up right here, but like, is it surprising like how many of the former players have still kept up with Michigan State football? Because Antonio was here forever and that's obviously like a family that you build there. 
And then when a new guy takes over, sometimes that can be a little different, but it, it seems like the former players have really embraced Mel Tucker and what's going on with the staff. Or is that kind of what you expected immediately when Mel Tucker took over? Or is it a little bit of a surprise with how well former players have come? Yeah, up? I mean, I just think that the openness that, that Coach Tucker has for former players, uh, he mentions them all the time as a backbone of the program. Uh, and it's an open door policy in here. So when you're that inviting to former players, no matter when they played, how long they played, uh, if they ever were in the green and white, managers included, former staff, uh, it, it that inviting feeling, it makes you really feel a part of the family, which is what we are. And that's what Michigan State yeah. is. It's the family atmosphere. And 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 as you know, we know the culture of the program in current times will shift with a coaching change and with a staff For change. Sure. But the tradition of the program never changes. So everything that's happened before Coach Tucker, that's all set in stone. You know, the the main crux of Michigan State uh, standing on, um, you know, the, the shoulders of the Giants of the 60s. When you're talking about diversity, equity and inclusion, yeah. um, you know, uh, black history um, up until up until now, you know, that tradition, that family atmosphere, the, the cross sport collaboration, all of that will never change, will never change. And now with the culture that Coach Tucker has brought, plus the open door policy, it's all just culminated into this this unbelievable um, brand that you have right now with Michigan State football, where it's really all about past, present, and future working together um, in, in synergy. So uh, it has been exciting for myself as a former yeah. player and someone on staff and someone that, of course, does the alumni engagement just to be able to get that much engagement from former players to not have to go out there and and drag people back to campus people want to come back to campus yeah. um our nfl players want to be back at campus our our guys that have you know won super bowls and are still playing and um are 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 staples in this community they want to be back around on campus even if they didn't play for coach tucker that just speaks to him at the end of the day now which one of your former teammates drops by the most or will any be up in east lansing this weekend visiting or is that a surprise that I'm trying to spoil right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would say for at, at the moment, I'd say Donovan Clark, uh, you know, former okay. lineman, um, he drafted by the, I think they were San Diego when he was drafted. Might have been the LA Chargers at the time. Gotcha. Um, I'd say in terms of my former teammates, he's probably the one that I've seen the most. Uh, he'll be here this weekend. We're, we're golfing together in the outing Friday. Uh, he'll be at the spring game as well. He was here at former player day. Um, he's been up several other times, which is great. Um, but there's so, several of my other teammates. And, you know, that's, that that's what we're trying to build now. Also, is that we want the the current uh, the most current graduates to come back because there is a lull time that you see. You yeah. graduate in the last five, ten years. You know, you, you show up for the the game against the school down the road or the Ohio State game or something like that. Right. But when you're talking golf outing or practice day, it's like yeah, I was just there. Like, let me get a few right away, <laughs> you know before I start coming to everything, but. We yeah. really want to emphasize that this is for everybody. And as soon as you graduate, going to the NFL, transition into the workforce, that next event you should be at, you know. So that's something I talk with with Kenneth Walker a lot about a lot. Like, hey, man, if you could come to Spartan Dog Con in the summer, like, come on back. You know, next year we expect to see you at former player day and at the golf outing and um, at the many events that we have, you know, and, and he was very receptive to that. Um, so it's something that we're going to start really preaching to these guys during their senior year, during their final year on campus, so that we do see them at the golf outing. And we'll have a Noah Harvey, yeah. Dan Van Opstel, guys that just graduated um, in, in December and are, are transitioning now into the NFL and beyond that will be at the golf outing. 
um, as well as some guys from 2020-2019 class, which is exciting. That's awesome. So is this just like a football player only golf outing? I, I'm a huge golf nut, so like, please yeah. just make me jealous about all the <laughs> yeah. details. Yeah. yeah, so every year, day before the spring game, um, we do a, a – it's the MSU FPA Football Players Association, Tony Connie golf outing. And nice. uh, last year, we uh, we set a record in numbers. This year, you know, it's it's Easter weekend, so it's going to, you know, hold some people yep. away because of time with family, of course. Um, but uh, it's still going to be a really good turnout, get about 100 guys back um, and just have a really good time, golf all day, social. And, you know, again, the cool thing about Coach Tucker, he makes it basically a requirement for all staff to go. So he's there golfing all day. Um, staff will be there. Uh, position coaches, coordinators, um, GAs, analysts, uh, operations, strength and conditioning, nutrition, um, recruiting. Our whole staff will be there as well, intermingling with the former players, golfing with them as well. Um, last year, Coach Izzo came out. Um, Alan Haller came out. Uh, A.D. Nice. Beatman at the time came out. This year, uh, now A.D. Alan Haller will be out there. Of course, the former player as well. Um, you know, spec possible pairs from Coach Izzo again. Um, Coach Antonio goes every year. It's just an event for us. Shoot us straight. How good is Mel Tucker's game on the links? Is, is, he, is he a solid golfer? Is, uh, is, he, he's, he's not listening right now. There's no way he listens to this podcast, so you could be honest here. This he is, is a very solid golfer, honestly. Okay. Um, I was in his uh, his foursome last year. It was, uh, it was a really cool foursome, and I'm I'm not good, so I felt out of okay. place, um, but I was with Coach Tucker, Alan Haller, and Plexico Burris last year. Um, all three That's of awesome. them are very, very good golfers. Uh, Alan is an exceptional golfer. Um, wow. Coach Tucker is very good, and I would say Plexico is very good as well. Um, I am not – I'm trying to get there. I do enjoy playing, but I am just not quite there yet and was just not in the same league as these guys. Um, but it's a skill that I need to learn, and it was motivation for me to get better. See, there you go. Look at that. And also, like, if, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. Um, if you need a podcaster to drop by, uh, I could be a caddy. <laughs> I could fill out a foursome. I could do whatever you guys need. Uh, I'm very desperate. So, yeah, please, uh, if you need me, just, hey, I'm a Twitter DM away, but I suppose that you guys are probably good on numbers. So. <laughs> we, actually, we actually talked a little bit about that. I think that'll be maybe on the docket next year. So. Hey. There, you know what? I'll just mark that off my calendar right now. Appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, you know what? I teased that we're going to get to your playing days, and we still haven't got there yet, but I'm going to throw you on the bench just for a hot second. Then we'll get to it. And then we'll get to it. That's right. Glory Days Talk in a hot segment. First season, I need to talk to you fine folks about Rock Auto. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your chain store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, hey, does your Yukon need a yipple flapper? I don't know. That might be a car part. I, I'm not a car part guy. All I know about my car is that it has a steering wheel and it goes straight when I want it to. Uh, save time and money using Rock Auto. Why spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? You would only do it if you were a giant circus clown, but you're not a circus clown. You're a smart person that uses rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now, explore all their available parts for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their, hey, how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. 
All right, I feel like that one went a little better. Yeah, I, I didn't that fumble over good. myself. Yeah, I usually have my stride like around Thursday. Um, so we're still, you know, working all the kinks out. You know how it goes. Um, Darian, seven years since you've played for Michigan State. If I got that right, right? Is that correct? Seven. Yeah, it is seven now. Yeah, that's crazy. Did, is that okay if I just brought that up? Because like on one hand, that seven years, like, does that seem like a long time to you, or like does it feel like it was more recent than seven years? It was more recent than seven years. I mean, it feels like it's really um, flown right. by, you know, because now I'm getting to the point where it's it could be two times over that I would have been there. You know, if you go right. four years, four years, or five, five, however you look at it, um, it it's just a you know it's the age old cliche. It goes quick, it flies by. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you're on the next stage of your life. Um, and, you know, I was on a call um, yesterday to NFL um, College Football Administrators Committee. And one of the things that they are looking at adding to their program is just talking about how many folks are now on to their the next chapter of their life after football that are under 30. Just gotcha. to give current players a perspective of even if you play for – you know, six, seven, eight, nine years, you're probably still going to be under 30 when you're done playing um, right. and on to your next career. And then it's how fast are you able to elevate in that career? So it really does put into perspective that um, I don't necessarily feel old, but seven years is a long time since I was shooting up for Michigan State. And yet I'm still not 30 years old yet. Um, it just it's a it's a it's, it's interesting because you really realize like you're, you're really young when you get to to college, you know, right. you look back and you think at that time, oh, I'm old, or when you become a senior, oh, I'm 21, 22, I'm one of the elder statesmen on the team. And now looking back, I'm like, I was I was really young at that time. Right. Um, <laughs> this is what I've learned years where I'm at now. It's just, it's crazy. I know, because like someone asked me a question, like, oh, favorite games you attended when you were a student there? I'm like, okay, that was 2010 to 2014. That was only eight years ago. Like, wait, yeah. eight? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, so... I like I have a crisis whenever I think about it because it just feels like two months ago, like that I was no, just no. you know at a St. Patrick's Day in East Lansing, just tying one on no. as one yep. does. But now it's like now I'm just like a somewhat eh, reportedly a responsible adult most of the time. Yeah, man, it's, <laughs> it's crazy how it flies by. But you know what? Like that kind of ties into what you're doing with MSU overtime, though, right? Because I know that you're one of the people that heads up that program for the football team. Is that kind of like what you're doing, but just the college version of that? Because Obviously, all these guys aren't going to be going pro to the NFL. Right. Some will be taking on other careers. So, I don't know if you – yeah, just what, what do you got going on with the MSU Overtime program? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, right now we're, we're really focused up on, um, of course, still the career services development, but NIL also. Um, and then community service has been a big focal point for us this spring. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, NIL-wise, we did our entrepreneurship training camp again with our partnership with Burgess. Um, we also brought in – um, you know, creative director from East from uh, EA Sports. We brought in our interim director from eSports here. Um, we brought in um, Sean Hart, a former player, to uh, go over telling your story, public speaking training. We did media training. Nice. Um, you know, so we've done a lot of different things. Uh, but again, the main focus for us this spring has been community service. Um, today, uh, we, we had a very, very uh, incredible event with an organization called Beautiful Lives. Um, they organized for... Um, individuals with special needs and also disabilities to um, come live out an experience with either a team or an organization. Uh, so we welcomed 80 of those amazing individuals in today, wow. um, both kids and adults, um, to to spend time with our team. And uh, it was covered really well, uh, of course, by the media. So it'll be out um, some today, and I'll 
you know, probably make a post, uh, uh, you know, around four, four, four thirty today, just about the event. Um, but that's really what it's all about. You know, it's that university community engagement, um, player development, alumni, and you know, relations engagement. Um, that's really my main focuses, uh, and especially during the spring, during the off season, that's really my end season. Um, to put as much programming and events together as possible, and uh, just make sure that you know we're giving our players the best experience they can get with things outside of football. I was going to say, so you you pretty much do everything for MSU overtime, except have them hit like the the blocking sled outside or anything like <laughs> you do it all man i i'm interested on that media training part though like do they have that when you were a student there and if so what was that like do they just have someone come in and ask you like the wildest questions possible yeah. and you gotta like keep, keep a poker yeah. face or like how how does this go this fascinates you know, me i mean it was different times so you know we didn't uh-huh. really uh have that because you weren't really talking to the media until you were an established player and at that point you were just kind of okay. coached up one-on-one now sure. with Obviously, social media, brand building, um, and and where I focus a lot of our community service efforts with our younger players, they're going to get camera time and air time early on to establish themselves yeah. uh, locally in the community and the media, um, and so they can put it, their face can be visible. So they need that media training early. Um, so we uh, partnered actually with our communication arts um, sciences college. You know, journalism in particular uh, had uh, Professor Joanne Gerstner come over. Um, as well as, of course, with Ben Flieger, our SID, put together a program um, that allowed us to really dive into, okay, what is the media? Um, you know, what are the different types of media outlets out there? What are some things to look out for? What are some things that if you say this, a story may run this way versus that way? Yes, sure. questions to look out for, how to deflect certain things, when it's okay to say no comment. Um, when are you, you're better off just answering the question, like really a comprehensive look on what's going to happen when you're up there uh, in a press conference, you know, or what's going to happen when you're in a press conference after a loss, you know, versus after a win um, versus if there's something going on in the world that somebody asked you to comment on because Coach Tucker's big on that civic engagement and uh, right. using your voice in your platform. So we don't silence our players. We allow them to use their voice in any way they see fit. So it's really important nowadays to have that level of training um, early on when they first get here so that if they're thrown in the fly, fly early, um, which you, you've seen, you know, recently, yeah. whether it's the transfers or some of our younger players that just got here, they're getting media availability. Um, our coaching staff, our entire staff gets media availability. Um, Coach Tucker, again, he's big on everybody can establish their brand. The best way to do that is through the media. Uh, so you just you need to be coached up and know. Uh, kind of how to go about that. Love that. Hey, if you ever need a podcaster to jump in and do some mock <laughs> podcast interviews, I can I can get creative with some questions here. No no problem at all no, about no. it. But <laughs> but before letting you go here and enjoying the rest of your day away from this podcast, hope this has been a fun time. It's been a great time for me. Always. Thank you for being gracious Always. with your time. But broad question: What are some of your favorite spring game memories from your playing days? Oh man, um, shoot! First first spring game ever. Um, Shoot, first play of the game, you know, TFL gotcha. later on Bell. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Hey, now. Nice. That was, nice. That was the start to the career uh, in Spartan in Spartan Stadium. Um, yeah. You know, definitely remember that. Um, I remember, you know, all the would-be sacks, and you kind of look at, at at Coach D, and it's like, hey, man, I tagged him off, and he kind of gives you that smirk, and he's like, no, nah, that doesn't really count. So we had a lot of that um, <laughs> going on. Um, you know, of course, handing the ball off to Sparty is always fun to watch that. 
Sure. Uh, then you also remember the last one, you know, my senior year when I was extremely, you know, coming into my own as a player, knew yeah. what type of team we had going into senior year, um, knew what type of season I wanted to have. I felt like the spring game was going to be what propelled me into that um, because, you know, talk, talking to, to my guys and younger players recently about um, just telling your story in general, you know, they, they don't always focus on they don't usually focus on the bad. At least they they, they you hope that they don't. Um, right. <laughs> and for me, like, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is I always had great springs and then would like forget gotcha. how to play football in the fall for some reason. <laughs> so like fall camp was my Achilles heel up until my gotcha. senior year when I really put it all together. But I knew that going into my senior year, you know, if I wanted to be a captain, I wanted to be a leader, we wanted to have the season we wanted to have. Coach D always said seniors have to have their best year. I knew I had to have the best spring that I had, and I had to have an exceptional fall camp. So that was my focus for that. Um, but spring is always fun. It's just working on the fundamentals and and learning how to play football at the end of the day. And I'm looking forward to watching our guys go out there and do that Saturday. And for talking heads like us, it's a great time to get just major overreactions to every little thing we see. I cannot wait for it. It's going to be awesome. I don't care if it's stretching. I'm going to dissect the hell out of that film on Big Ten Network with you on the call on the sideline, my man. So look at this. Oh, man. So, Darian, can't thank you enough, man. Best of luck. Why am I saying best of luck? Like you, This is what? Your 100th year in a row doing this? You've, you've killed it every year. You're going to do another great job on Saturday. You don't need you don't need that luck. So, yeah, it'll be great. Already looking forward to it, man. So, cannot thank you enough. Also, everyone, bring a book on Saturday if you go. That's right. Just on that note. So, Darren, thanks a lot. Go green, my man. Appreciate it, man. Go white.